Hi guys, welcome to the Hear Me Out and Speaking Arrangements podcast collab. This is Becoming, where we'll be taking you on a short series discussing how relationships, culture, and society influence our identity. Each episode will break down specific key elements that make us who we are. We want this series to enlighten you, to challenge you, and to help you become your best self. So we're going to get into this special episode today. Rebecca, what are we doing today? We're talking about a few things, but you know, I want to get into, I want to get into something because I know you guys see one of the hosts on here, get on here and be a hi, welcome to the speaking arrangements and podcast. So one of the hosts, there's yeah. two hosts. Yeah. But so. one of them, which is you. <laughs> Cause I'm here to draw you out today. Okay. This girl just came from battering and bruising me. Okay. And now she's like, hi guys. I just want to say <laughs> every day. No, every day, every day it's, it's insults. She's lying on me. But it, it is well, it is well. No, I have some, we have a guest today that's going to actually, <laughs> I hope you defend me. But you usually just defend the host. It is no, well. this anyways, we'll I get to it, but <laughs> this one likes to play the victim. Don't mind her. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Um today we have an amazing, amazing, amazing what do we want to call her? Like a third co host? Not a third co host. Actually, I don't <laughs> even think we should give that to you. She's so. a guest. You're it's a guest. Yeah. You're a guest. Once again, because I know you've been on mine. You've been on, she's been on yours too, right? Yeah, she's been on mine. We're gonna let you introduce yourself. Yeah. She's a, she's getting a little comfortable here. Yeah, because now you want compensation. You won't get. <laughs> yeah, I was asking for an honorary. <laughs> she has her feet up. She has her feet up. Honor, Hair in a bun, yeah. ma'am. I told her. I said, if this is Michelle Obama's podcast, would you do? She that? would not be this Michelle comfortable. Michelle Obama here. would have some snacks for with me. her head tie. Michelle Obama <laughs> would be giving me my honorarium. Yeah, but this in is the form the, of a check. Yeah, but Michelle Obama also pays her other people because when we come and whip it up, you don't give us anything. It is well. It is well. Introduce so yourself. And <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about it today. Hi guys, my name is Teresa. Um, I've I'm. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Okay, okay, she's getting shy <laughs> these ones are pressuring me sorry <clears throat> let me set that over guys for you guys hi guys my name is Teresa. i'm the owner of layered by rissa um but my full name is Teresa, like i said and i'm so happy to be here again <laughs> I know we're excited. so happy no we're so excited to have don't me. mind her we're very very excited to have Teresa on here we're really happy to have you here try again ma'am what do you do tell the people I am the owner of Laid by Rissa, which is a custom cakes business. Okay. We specialize in luxury cakes. Luxury. That aren't too sweet. That's with an, <laughs> That's facts. My favorite is chocolate. That's facts. What's yours? Um, Everything on the menu. Okay, relax. I mean, <laughs> no, long <okay>. truth. <laughs> you know, she likes you, see, you guys hear how these people are cutting me up? I haven't even done anything. No, my favorite is carrot cake. Oh, yeah, that is true. Yeah. If you, if you really love me, you're my friend, you would know that. I do know that about you. No, you didn't. Yeah, I do. That's okay. Anyways, long throat. <laughs> welcome, 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 Teresa. Let's clap for you. We're going to give you another shout out because that was kind of lame. Yay! We're so happy that you're here. Um, Teresa, the Holy Spirit asked Teresa to be on this pod because if it was up to me and Kaya, she wouldn't be here. But we love you and the Holy Spirit loves you too. <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> welcome to our space. Like, I love that you're here. Teresa's like one of my really good friends. She's like my baby, even though she's really annoying. Um, love you, babe. And I feel like you are going to be a really, really good part of this conversation because you bring a different perspective. I feel like I bring like the soft life perspective. What? It, well, say it for me. Fix me. <laughs> perspective. Yeah, there we go. Look at that. The devil didn't want me to have that, but I'm soft, baby. Um, Kaya, what do you bring? I'm definitely a soft life, babe. You think so? I am. You work hard for your money. I Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> now you're telling me I'm in the fields. I work, I work hard for my money. You do. I do. I'm, mm. I'm independent, but I'm also soft life. I mean, it's okay. You can be both. You can be both at the same time. Sure, whatever. Mutually exclusive, you know? So. <laughs> Okay, so um, this is just going to be a conversation, but we're actually talking about something really important. We're going to be talking about identity and money today. Um, yeah. We thought we would save this for the end for you guys, because I feel like everybody's in their bag. Everybody's in their duffel. A lot of you guys are not. You guys are in your plastic bags. <laughs> and you guys are liars. Um, we're not here to draw anybody out today. If the shoe fits, like I said last time. We're here to draw them out. We're, okay, thank I'm you. Okay, great. Hallelujah. Um, so of course we're talking about money and identity. This was a really interesting one. Me and Kai kind of just went back and forth on it because we didn't know which way to really approach it. But, yeah. um, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about a few things. Cause I know for me, the babes are young. Okay. 
the babes are young. I've been around the block. I've suffered. I've <laughs> suffered. And I've hustled. Yeah, honestly, let me even just be taking notes <laughs> as you're speaking because <laughs> I've suffered and I've hustled. Okay. I've had, I've had, oh my gosh, the love of money has chased me for years, bro. Like, no, seriously. I always tell people this. And I told dad this. I was telling my dad this too. I was like, yo, I know God made me for a better life. Yeah. I know God made me for a luxury life. I'm not even joking, guys. I'm telling you, I must have the best. Yeah. Like if it's anything. I agree. I you agree. agree. You know this, babe. Even with myself. hundred <laughs> percent. But then there's times and seasons for that. Oh, hundred percent. We're going to yeah. get into that because mm-hmm. a lot of you guys out there don't know your times and seasons. You don't. And, and it shows. <laughs> and it shows no it shows no it does it, it does. does because we have this thing called instagram and instagram is just a liar a deceitful deceitful liar because i you know what you know what really pisses me off when people owe you money and they're on the gram <laughs> squandering the money you gave because them because it just shows you don't have no shame none no home training no home training because you should feel some something Type in your way. chest thinking let me let me spend my money in private and secrets no. <laughs> let me at least block you mute you so I'm not at home coming from my nine to five. You spending my money. <laughs> no, it's serious. Like I just, people are so interesting, but you know what? I think that all comes from like the love of money and identity and money and how people don't have good relationships with money. Yeah. Like right now, I think when I go on the internet, when I go on like anywhere, it's all about being in your duffel and being in your bag. But what really is that? Yeah. What, what is that? I'm asking you guys. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like what people interpret it, as is not really what it is because to me when i would say i'm in my duffy i'm in my bag it means i'm pretty much operating in the lane that i'm supposed to be operating in and i'm and i'm successful at that right so it's a measure of my own success based on what i'm called to do and what um like the gifts that i have so i'm now i'm using them um and i'm able to make revenue out of them. Right. So that means I'm in my Duffy and I can support myself. I can do what I'm doing, whatever, but people, they, you know, you buy one Givenchy, you buy one Versace bag, they're in their Duffy, Duffy. (laughs) but their credit is in the dumps. The credit is in, (laughs) what is that? I want my money and I need it now. It's one of those vibes. So yeah, I I feel like what people say is in the Duffy like they don't even they don't know the back end you know the front end looks nice and cool on social media and platforms to people's faces but on the back end things are out of order you don't really have structure like you said people have a terrible relationship with money and I'll speak to that myself because I I I have been convicted. Yeah. I have been dragged (laughs) as of recent learning the relationship that I have with money. And I've just kind of been diving into that a bit and trying to um, understand it for myself, honestly. How, um, what do you think about this being an entrepreneur? And like, okay, first of all, I want you to tell your story about like how layered started and like the big sacrifice you had to make at the starting and how that played into like your identity because we're your yeah. friends and we know that but i feel like a lot of people just see these beautiful cakes and but they don't really know from the financial, financial side, style like, what yeah. were the sacrifices and what were the steps that you had to take or you were like weary to take yeah so i'll just say that when i was told to start layered by the holy spirit i had already had a passion for baking so i had a lot of um, equipments and stuff, basic stuff. But the one thing I learned about this business is the Lord took me into the most expensive business. I said, Jesus, are you sure this, this is the one that you have chosen for me? This is the chosen one? Because yeah. <laughs> it's really expensive because the thing with making cakes is like there's so much trends to keep up with. There's so much things. Every time a customer orders a custom cake, there's typically something else that needs, that needs to be ordered. So there's a lot that goes into it. And so when I had started layer, we blessed the Lord for that serp. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> because that's literally what started Laird. Um, yeah. Everybody else was, people were enjoying their serp. Oh, mm. Big time. Booking trips. I was one of those people. I was one of those people. <laughs> I skipped the dish daily. Yes, Five was. course meals. 100%. <laughs> I enjoyed but myself. I uh, took most of my serp and I put it into Laird. Mm. So that was the first thing. Um, I didn't have any other savings or anything like that. Yeah. Starting Laird, there was really nothing. There was just the equipment and then serp and slowly started to serve away <laughs> but talk about the like the major sacrifice that you had to make because you would have had income in co- coming in because you yeah. have yeah. what you have your master's in education is it no, i have a bachelor's of education oh so. education so yeah. you were working right so at the time yeah i was working two jobs uh, right when the pandemic had hit and then i had to of course there was no jobs <laughs> but um the holy spirit had already told me that he didn't want me working. He wanted me to focus on the business. So I solely had to rely on trusting God, yeah. which was 
really scary at first. Of course. Um, mm-hmm. Because you don't know where anything's coming. You would have to trust God. So I was mm-hmm. put in a position to solely trust him on a business that had, hadn't started when I had quit my job at the time mm. and was just told to do what, do this and everything will come. And so um, then I was told to move out. Yeah. Out of out of where though you got to give us context. Okay, so I was living with my mom at the time when yeah, they had comfortably in June 2020. I was living comfortably. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to eyebrows were on fleek. I had to pay a few things, but it was giving. My eyebrows were done. Yep, my nails absolutely. Were done. Period. Toes were done. <laughs> Period. If I wanted the bag, I was gonna get the bag. You were. If I wanted the trip, I was gonna take the trip. Hundred <laughs> percent. I was enjoying five courses. <laughs> you were enjoying yourself. I was enjoying yeah. myself. Packing and lunch. Then, packing lunch. Leftovers. Oh, I'm coming over. Do you want some bubble tea? <laughs> Those Every days time, are over. nails done. Yeah. yeah. Starbucks so, for this one. And oh that yeah, hundred percent. I was a giver, so I love to give. So as mm-hmm. long as I had the money in my account, we were going to eat nice. Period. The whole everybody that was with me. Even when you, even when it's <laughs> I really giving, thought I was Obama. No, it was though. But even now, like when it's giving a little, it's it's in the plus. Where do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> and I love that about you, babe. Anyway, so the Holy Spirit told me to move out. So yeah. I moved out, which was February of 2021. Mm-hmm. So that was less than a year when um, Laird had started. Yeah. And at this point, let me just break down the situation so you guys can get a little perspective. Yeah. I was told to move out. So I moved out on my own into an apartment that was $1,200. Yeah. A little bit more than numbers. that, no? 1217 to be exact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 1217 to be exact. This yeah. is an entrepreneur that has Plus, no job at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Plus all the other bills that come with that. So utilities, telus, my phone bill, all the business expenses. Plus at the time I was still finishing my degree. I was in my last semester of my degree. Mm-hmm. So tuition had to be paid. Oh, I even forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. Me too. I forgot about it sometimes too. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, so bills had to be paid, tuition had to be paid. And then I still had to run the business. So everything mm-hmm. the business needed, anything that comes up unexpectedly. Yeah. Um, had to be paid. So I was put in this position where I had no choice but to trust God. Yeah. It was definitely a season where I said, what in the ghetto yeah. is this? <laughs> this is ghetto. Lord, come and get, get me. me right now. <laughs> Take me out. <laughs> but there was some things that I had to learn, right? Yeah. Because I had um, a really bad... I had a really bad uh, connection with money. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if there's money in the bank, I felt safe. A hundred percent. Like yeah. I'm sleeping on a pillow. Period. <laughs> like on a king. No worries. California king. That's it. <laughs> but when there's no money, money Jesus, tears. I would ball. Me too. You yeah. guys used to be there. See, yeah, I, see the tears ball. I was bawling. Yeah. I said, there's no money. I was yeah. bawling. And then slowly but surely things had to go. So yeah. nails had to go. Hair was not getting done. Yeah. It was just giving bare minimum. <laughs> it was like, giving oh natural, oh natural. That's exactly you can what it's giving. About this now, yeah. I, I, but the Lord is I'm good. Still learning the lesson, but like at the same time, I think I'm I'm not attached to money, to money anymore. anymore. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't affect me if I don't have anything because I know what my destiny is. Yeah. And like I was saying about the duffel bag, mm-hmm. I'm in my duffel too. 100. percent At the very moment. There's nothing to grab out of the duffel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we're in the duffel. We're, we're sewing into it's a, the duffel. It's a little deflated. We're packing, it's a little deflated. We're packing, the we're packing it up. We're packing, we're, we're, yeah. but, but when the duffel comes, mm-hmm. they exceed the limit. I promise you guys. Come on. Let yeah. no one tell me to be quiet. Come on. You're have to Why would we tell you to? <laughs> Period. That's it. Hold your shoulders up. Health. The duffel will be healthy. Listen, <laughs> healthy. I'm, I'm here oh for God, it. Great. And you know what's so interesting? It's nice that you said, mm-hmm. just to go back on like your, um, your connection with money, what did that do to your identity though like how did you because i know you said you would ball you know when Mm. you didn't have money and when you had money like you felt really safe where do you think that came from though uh so i think it just came from like the way i was raised so there's different so many things that tie into um our identity right so there's gender race culture religion ethnicity social economical background trauma all these things play into it right and that all affects your the relationship you have with money Mm -hmm. right so i knew growing up with a mom, um, when my parents had separated, mm-hmm. that my mom didn't have the security of first of all my dad to yeah. take care of us, and then it was just mm-hmm. me and her. And I watched her literally, like we sometimes we didn't know where things were coming from and how it was tight, right? Mm-hmm. So that also made me go get a job at really young age. Yeah, at fourteen, I took up myself and I said, "We're getting a job." Wow, that's <laughs> and crazy. And ever since then, I was working, and then I started getting two jobs. So all I ever knew was being able to take care of myself. I yeah. never had to rely on the Holy Spirit. And when I started getting those two jobs, I didn't have to lie my parents. Yeah. Yeah. So I was able to live my lavish luxury life, life that I I wanted. And you know what happened was I had that before the time I was supposed to have it. Have it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I went and had these two jobs. Yeah. And I was making the money. Talk about it. I was able to get anything I desired to have in terms of um, clothes, luxury, even even the gym that I was paying for. We all yeah. know I was at Orange Theory paying one forty five a month. <laughs> I could have taught you. And the Holy Spirit's looking at me like, babes, this is not the time for that. Yeah. Go to Fit for Lesser. Get yeah. outside. 
Get outside, you know? yeah. So, like, there was just things that, like, I would indulge in that, that wasn't before the time. And so that's why God had to rip it away. So that's why it was more painful for me. 100%. So the more you decide to engage on these things before God has actually ordained for you to have it, the more painful to be when you go through this process Talk of, about of death to self and dying to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because in order for God to make you wealthy, he needs to know, know that he can trust you with the wealth, yeah. right? And that's essentially what that death to self experience is. Yeah. If you don't have no money, are you still going to pursue the vision that I've given you? Come on. And that's what he was kind of testing me during this time. Like, and that's a duffel. That's the big duffel. Big duffel. <sighs> Not the little I'm, plastic no. bags you guys are holding. The duffel bag, this is, bro. This is a, a, saying a, you guys. A bullet, <laughs> you guys. Bulletproof um, duffel here. Period. A vault. <laughs> Security guards. Security. Because it's a longevity one. Period. Not a duffel okay. So, um, sorry to cut you off no, there. Okay. But when you're saying that your upbringing, so you're talking about pretty much how mm-hmm. your situation was with your mm-hmm. mom, living with your mom. Um, but how exactly was her influence on you specifically, like aside from the situation um, mm-hmm. and like how she was managing and you having to go out and find your own job? How was how she handled money? Because that's usually what we pick up and what we learn from, right? From mm-hmm. how our parents handle money. So how was how she was handling money and how she was pretty much showing you with her own expenses or saving or paying bills and things like that mm-hmm. purchases? How was that affecting how you were now handling your money? Did you... When you were thinking of this, did any of that come up to you? Or Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. So I watched my mom always, of course, pay the bills first. So mm-hmm. it was like a paycheck to paycheck thing. Okay. So we get the bills done first, which is what I used to always do first. As long as my bills is done, then after that, we have the rest of the money to do as we please. <laughs> which is yeah. not necessarily bad it's if not, managed. It's not. Because yes. in my head, I thought I was budgeting. And the funny thing is my mom did teach me from a young age to budget. So I was very privileged at the time when my parents were together that my, my mom gave us all allowance. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So let's say, for example, she would give all of us $10. Mm-hmm. I would have to write down um, what I was choosing to save, mm-hmm. give, and um, spend. Okay. So let's say $2 I'd be putting, I remember vividly as a young child, putting my $2 in the offering plate yeah. and then having my little money to spend and, okay. and quickly save that. So she taught that from a young age. But then when they separated, that's when things kind of um, fell, fell apart. That's yeah. what I mean by like your identity plays a big role in this. 100%. Maybe if my parents had stayed together, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have this relationship that I would have with money right now. Mm-hmm. So I, when she decided to move out, I watched everything crumble down for example like my my mom didn't my the the house that they were in was in my dad's name Mm. my mom left with nothing come on with no credit Talk so about it, ladies. To Listen watch to watch her um, try to build that credit, and then like 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 I was saying, paycheck to paycheck, it was always get the bills done, and I never seen her ever have savings. And the For moment her. that there was extra little money, it was okay. Well, let's take a vacation. Maybe. Yeah, let's try to do this or do that with the money, and yeah. then also taking into account how many times we moved. Mm. So when we first left the house, mm-hmm. um, we went to my grandma's house, mm-hmm. lived there for about two years, mm-hmm. then went over to another apartment, lived there for about two years. Then we, we bought another house. Mm-hmm. Um, but this house was bought in my grandma's name, not my mom's name because she okay. didn't have credit. Then my we left that house yeah. and then finally went to another apartment to rent and then finally moved into a house that my mom finally bought for her, herself, which was wow. was just in 2018 or 2019, I recall. Wow. So yeah. all of that moving and all of watching her have to budget is kind of what had taught me to just get your bills done and then like whatever's left you yes. can kind of enjoy, right? And my mom is also a luxury babe at heart. Like she's Period. not your babe at the time she's not like i'm not i'm not throwing shade or anything here yeah. but she's more of like a i'm gonna go shop at sobeys and yeah. save on foods yeah type of babe yeah because she, even just for the peace of quiet like i feel like she still does be, that now though she still does that yeah because yeah. now she has the means to do that yeah for sure but at the time we should have went to walmart but we she, went to see Mr. Bowie. she said we're going to save our food well we yeah. thank god though we yeah thank god yeah for that. but she liked luxury things as yeah. well yeah. so that's where i got that from as but well. that's that's really interesting to see um like how the your life experiences and your mm-hmm. life events really shape and transform yeah. your relationship with money. Because mm-hmm. as you were saying, you know, going from a two parent household mm-hmm. where you have a solid support system and then you don't really you're not really worrying about the bills. You know, there's some there's some cushion there. There's some lean yeah. back. And then now a single parent household and then getting your own job and then moving around like over time, if you're really sensitive and you pay attention, yeah. your relationship with money is shifting because it's shifting mm-hmm. from, okay, you know, we want to prepare for the future and which is all good. You know, we want to prepare for the future. We want to save, we want to give to just survive, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just have enough to survive, have enough to see the next day. And I feel like, a lot of people don't take that into consideration, especially mm-hmm. on social media. There's a lot of people that are very, very insensitive when it comes to um, speaking about how other people spend their money and how other That's people are living their lives. And it's not to say that um, 
you know, when you see people like spending their money frivolously, like um, it's a good thing or whatever, but you have to take into account what they've kind of been through or when you see people that, you know, they just like, they don't have enough people to be like, Oh, just cut your bills down or just save more yes. or just, and it's just yeah. like, you don't, you don't actually know what people have like, come, yeah, yeah. Have, mm. have come from or have experienced because your relationship with money really will change. Yeah. will change and will come from how you're upbringing. Because I think about myself even, um, and it's funny cause my sister brought this up to me like some time ago. I didn't really realize it. Um, like my mom used to be a stay at home mom, of mm. course, cause before we, um, like when we came to Canada, she has a whole bunch of kids. She has yeah. eight kids, right? So she was a stay-at-home mom. And then when we came to Canada, of course, raising eight kids in Canada is different Amazing. than raising it, you know, back home in Africa. So now it's like, okay, both parents need to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so then now doing that, um, like my parents were able to provide, yeah. you know, to, you know, help me, um, like make means and whatnot. But still there wasn't... Like we weren't living in excess, like we weren't going on family yeah, vacations. We weren't doing any of that. Yeah. But the funniest thing is like, I didn't really realize for a long time that we were kind of poor, mm-hmm. like growing up because mm-hmm. we actually lived in a pretty like affluent neighborhood. Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's like when you have, um, it's like when you see like real estate agents will say like buy the cheapest house in a good neighborhood yes. mm-hmm. because like it has, you know, around good schools mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I went to a really good school yeah. and I, w- I was the only black kid there. Mm-hmm. Like I was literally the only black kid there. It's all like rich Italian kids. Wow. So to me, like I'm growing up with kids that are going on vacation. So all these stuff, they look normal to me, to you. Yeah. right? Like spending money like this, buying, mm-hmm. have like, uh, being s- seven years old, eight years old, nine years old with an iPhone. Yeah. Like it grew up, it made me think that spending money was normal, you yeah. know, normal thing. But then you go home and then you realize nice. that you don't have that. So it's like, there was always this kind of like internal fight. Sp- yeah. Fight where it's like, okay, you have to survive. You know, you have to make enough to survive. You yeah. have to take care of your family. You know, there's so many people to um, help meet their needs That's and stuff what like I that. Was ask you but about. then there's also, you know, I'm going around and I was like, Oh, live your life. Enjoy. Like you want to spend like, and I have, yeah. I now I have such expensive taste, taste. but yeah. it's just like, it was, just, yeah. So when I think about my upbringing, like it's crazy. So that's so crazy how you have like, your perspective Teresa, and then kai you have yours but there's a question i want to ask you after this and then there's mine like no mine's was the ghetto the hood <laughs> okay hood baby that's me that was like me Preston uh, Perry. oh yeah yeah hood baby wow. that was me so my mom four kids you know whatever my earthly father wasn't there so let's just take it my mom's very she's a dominant woman she had like three jobs my mom literally got it out the mud literally to keep food on the table so everything i know about being independent is it comes from my mom and i've always been an independent babe i've always been a provider always like you know what i mean because my mom was so i just kind of took that nature but we didn't have nothing i knew i was poor <laughs> i didn't have nothing yeah i didn't know we that didn't for a while. Have, we didn't have anything literally we lived in the hood and then, you know, I don't know why in Toronto, I don't know if you guys been there, but like they'll build a hood yeah, and then Toronto's, next to it, there's Toronto's all these big is, is mansions. Yeah. So like my sister's friends and our friends, some of them will come from there and they would, they wanted to be hood babies, but we were real hood babies. Like, you know, a lot of my friends were born in the, in the project that I grew up in. You know what I mean? We yeah. had no money. Like we, but you know, the crazy thing is my mom was the type of mom. She's a saver. Like my mom comes from Africa. My mom barely went to school, but she can save. Mm. She knows something about money. That's the crazy thing. And even though we were poor she would always buy us expensive things. So back to school, we always had the nicest yeah. clothes, the nicest shoes because she was overcompensating. Obviously she didn't want her kids to like, you That's know, a I mean? lot of African, parents, a lot yeah. of African parents did that. My mom was like one of those people, but you know, for me it was, it wasn't black or white. We were poor. We didn't have anything. So mm-hmm. my, my relationship with money was very distorted because when I got into high school, grade school high school i was like yo i'm not doing this anymore i don't want to be broke Mm -hmm. like i have a luxury taste you don't want to buy me this stuff i'll go and get it myself like you know what i mean so i literally out of high school i just i went to school a little bit and i just worked like i've had so many jobs like i just worked and then i moved to alberta and then i hit the jackpot in my (laughs) 20s i went out to go work at camps i was making like 40 dollars an hour like Mm -hmm. 40 to 55 dollars an hour i just the thought it's thousands it's mm-hmm. coming in it's coming in i'm taking my sister places we're traveling you never catch us at home we're not broke anymore we're living mm-hmm. our lives we're enjoying mm-hmm. ourselves weaves the down to our butt of life softest <laughs> of life and if anybody even said G-, to me okay because and literally and it became i just felt but you know one thing that never changed about me i was still the same even though i had money 
definitely still the same. I never thought it was better than anybody. I just gave mm. a lot of my money out to like the wrong people. But I had a really distorted view of money. And even now, like the traces are there because yeah. when I, I would always feel so, it was like a high. It was like dopamine. Every yeah. time that I, every time that I, I got a paycheck, I was like, you oh my gosh, to spend I have it to all. spend the money. Yeah. I have to spend the money because I'm just like, I got to spend the money. I got to get the next bag. I got to spend the money because I always see my mom get into it. Like mm-hmm. she's really working her butt off. So I would work for 21 days, come home for seven and blow all the money. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And my mom is a crazy giver, like nuts. My mom will give to a homeless person on the street. I'm like that too. So for me growing up, I never had it. And when I got the chance to get it, I stayed on. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not doing nothing else. I want money so I can do this. And I've never been one of those babes where any guy can come talk to me. You can't talk to me when it comes to money. Even now you will never be able to speak to me. Like I just, I've never been that girl. I don't need you to, like I've had luxury things from men, but it's never been like, I need it. Like you never, I'll leave you at the dinner table. Actually, like I've just never been that babe, but I've, you know, even now, like my view of money is still not corrected. Like there's deep wounds and scars there yeah, when it definitely. comes to money that the lord is definitely trying to like erase but now i'm getting smarter with my money because i know how to manage it a little bit more you know what i mean and uh, pff, i'm not perfect i really because even even now when i see the bag i'm like no i got to do something with this money what am i gonna do with it yeah. what, what do i want to buy what i want <laughs> what's what on I my want, list yeah what's on my list where do i want to go what you know what i mean and i'm like the holy spirit's like yo chill bro like you're okay like you yeah, know what i, I mean? think and i think it's really really like I think it's really, really rooted in fear. I think so I think too. It's really it is rooted in fear because we're so afraid of going back to not having Come on. and living the life that we were before. Yeah. You know, I'll trying never to go make back. a means or you know yeah. being poor. You're just so afraid of being in that low situation yeah. that you're just like, okay, let me do something. Let me make something of this money. But you don't realize that you're actually throwing it, Throw away. it away, and you're just bringing yourself. In a, it's like a, it's a cycle you're just bringing yourself it's back to that poverty state right yeah and that's really the love of money where you're so 100%. attached to it you're you're waiting for you're depending on the money to make the life for you yes. and you're depending on the money to give you purpose or you know give you joy yeah. whether it's traveling whether it's buying clothes nice you know stuff. yeah the nice stuff and nobody's dissing that we're all luxury, luxury babes, babes. we're all luxury babes here but i've just realized how poisonous it is it because is. it's not fulfilling no. and i i honestly had to real i actually realized that pretty early when it, it's funny because mm. when i was um in what was this like 20 2019 yeah yeah 2019 2018 when i was like really really i remember i told my friends about this when i was really really depressed i was down terrible mm-hmm. and one thing that um I just felt I needed to do, I, I can't remember why, but I had a lot of money at that time. I think I was working for, yeah, I was working full time. I wasn't, um, in school. So pretty much what I did is I said, I wanted to do like a whole room makeover. So I was doing a room makeover and like, I went and purchased a bunch of stuff. Um, I just had a bunch of money. So I was like repainting my room. I was buying all this, I was buying all this furniture. I was doing all this stuff because I'm just like, I need a new space. You know, like I'm in this depressive um, season so I just need I need something so refreshing. you're like a safe place yeah Yeah. so I was trying to redo my whole room so I spent a lot of money doing all of that and by the end of it it didn't do nothing for me <laughs> no and it was and and that's when I realized like I stopped at a certain point the Holy Spirit said look look, look money's not gonna come do come on it talk about it and at that point I realized and I honestly thank God that I learned that early or else God it's knows true. like God knows years later when you know, when my Duffy is too heavy to carry yeah. <laughs> and somebody, has I don't to carry want, for you? yeah. And I don't want to learn that lesson where yeah. money is not going to supply my needs and money is not going to fulfill me at that point. So it was at that point I realized like you're still in the same spot, even though you transform your whole space, you have yeah. all these things that you wanted, that you were like so eager to get that you couldn't wait another day. Now you have them and, and nothing has changed. Nothing has gotten better for you. Yeah. I find that, um, I'm Teresa, I want you to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship and how, how it's not a game because I think a lot of times people I, it's not people's fault people will have a talent mm-hmm. and think that okay this is it I'm just good at it so let me because I see like we pod right and we don't naturally want to pod like you know what I mean obviously God will push it into different realms and different places but we always talk about how we don't really want to pod and God's always putting us on front street but there's people <laughs> that just know are great communicators and yeah. they pick up microphones you already know a lot of you men put the mic down we don't want to hear anymore <laughs> we're tired you're uh, tired. Return it to Amazon. Return please. it to Amazon, please. But anyways, you know what I mean? I I, I see, I go on internet and I've, I've actually bought into this a lot of times too, where 
Oh my God, I just want to be an entrepreneur. Why can't I know how to do hair? You see some of these people doing hair. I asked somebody to do braids for me and she said it was $500 without, she must be out of her mind. 500 without the hair. And I think a lot of times people see being an entrepreneur as lavish, but I've mm-hmm. seen you in your times. It's hard. It's not easy. So talk to the kids, man. Talk to the kids a little yeah. bit about this. Yeah. And what is that? Like, what is that fight with money? Because you went yeah. from being a soft, soft babe to now <laughs> and you were just, you were just focused on making money for yourself. Now yeah. you have to focus on running a business business yeah. you know if there's employees if there's and take care products, of yourself and yeah to make a living so mm-hmm. how is that balance in the raw sense because a lot of people don't understand that yeah so i'll just say right now when you go to business the first five years you probably will just have whatever your basic basic needs are bills paid mm-hmm. for i'll just say that straight up and mm-hmm. that's just the reality of it mm-hmm. unless if you're taking out loans which i highly suggest you don't to start a business if you're just going in with either your savings or nothing into the business it's going to be rough for the first five years because mm-hmm. you're, it's what the Bible says about sowing and reaping. You're yeah. basically in the years of sowing, right? Yeah. And so I think when people see prices these days of entrepreneurship or they just see like the, there's so much TikToks and things about like a day yeah. in the life or I mean um, my first hundred K. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, Oh my gosh, I can sleep whenever I want to. I can wake up whenever I want to. You can sleep and wake up whenever you want to, but it won't be a nine to five. There's going to be so much yeah. hours that go into it. There's going to be so much, so much expenses that like overhead expenses that people don't think about. Like I think people are just seeing the cake. Yeah. There's, um, flour, sugar, butter, mm-hmm. um, whatever, whatever else that you put into getting a cake. But the, the things that you're not seeing is like the expenses of um, just your email. You yeah. need an email. You pay for that monthly. QuickBooks to manage your monies. Um, social media posting platforms. You pay for that. Business taxes. Business taxes. <laughs> iPad. Which is $700. An accountant. <laughs> um, like your website, your domain, your um, bank fee, um, everything. If you have gas. a phone line, gas, all of the expenses that if oh. you're working from home, like all of your office expenses, all of those things, those are things that people are not accounting for. And those are things that people should be charging for. Right. Yeah. So if we were to actually break down some of these things, it people aren't even actually making a profit. Profit. Right. So, you have to love it though. Right. And oh, that's yeah. why you have to have a vision. You have to have a vision because if you're just going in yeah. for, it for money, like you're gonna, you're gonna, get discouraged really easily. And that's why you and see a lot up. of like entrepreneurs of late. They're just going from one thing to, to the another. next, to the, to the next. And a lot of entrepreneurship, if they have that gift, they are talented in multi avenues, right? Yeah. Um, there's many avenues that I could have went down mm-hmm. and I could have definitely been successful in all of them, but this is the one that God wants me to pursue at this very moment so it's in time. Vision. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that you have that vision, right? Mm-hmm. Because as an entrepreneur, there's so many things that you can do once you have an entrepreneurial gift, right? Yeah. But it's important to know like, what is it that God wants you to do to pursue? And, and using that to force like the days when um, things aren't like the best. Yeah. Right? I want to talk to both of you guys about influencers because I have a really bad relationship with them. Like I don't like influencers. Like I like my old school influences that I've seen get out of the mud. Like, like Jackie Anna, like she's been doing this for 12 plus years. Like mm-hmm. people that really caught this vision mm-hmm. when it wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And you guys are like young babes and you guys know how to do that. Cause if Kaya and Trissa want to be, influencers they can actually do it because they're actually out here influencing a lot of you guys and you know it um (laughs) the lord will set you free but um like let's talk about that because some people know how to dress i think i think yeah but they're not like you know what i mean i think the old school influencers that you're talking about like just like Teresa said they have that entrepreneurial gift right so it's not so much that they're just hopping onto the trend of being an influencer and being like being a fashion nova brand ambassador being shein Jesus. you know brand ambassador all yeah. this stuff but it's actually that they had the gift to sell things to people or they ago. had the gift to talk or whatever it was they had the gift to do makeup right mm-hmm. so they were really entrepreneurs where it's whereas it's now and that's what i want to talk about too the soft life influencers because Jesus. i've realized how like how damaging it is Very. to a lot of young men and women because there's people that are selling this lifestyle where they're scratching by some people. And the thing is, don't get it twisted because some people can really afford this lifestyle. Some people were raised in this and they and are money and they have the money. They are Talk soft life and you need to leave them to do soft life. And you need to do your hard medium in between whatever life you're at Go right to school, now. Nine to five. <laughs> do your life like, you know, enjoy what you're doing, but don't try and keep up with the people. I'm Jones. not trying to keep up with the Royals. I'm not trying to keep up with the Kardashians. I'm not. Like, no, you have please. to know your place because you're gonna you're really gonna just 
feel anxious you're gonna always feel yeah you're not you're gonna feel like you're not enough in this social media age with these soft life influencers like the trend is all cute luxury black babe you know it's Mm -hmm. all cute and fun but realize that it's not real it's not realize yeah it's really smoke smears and glasses yeah that's all it is (laughs) and the thing that i like notice is that like lately society is forcing that like this youthful thing like to live out your youthful days yes but nobody has any money to live out their youthful days like and i think there's a scripture in the bible that says like the youth is your youthful days are to work or to labor and then when you get older i can't remember what the scripture is right now it says um it says i'm working your yeah working your youth so you don't have to suffer in your older age exactly right and so i think the, what the issue is people are seeing like Kaya said the influencers that actually have money like Kylie Jenner has money and you do not Yeah, she yeah. was born into money she has a right to do those things oh, if she yeah. wants to right and mm. even with that right with the money that she's had she's been able to still she's not just sitting around laying in the sun like I, I'll give it to her they're mm. actually producing businesses that are profitable although they had money to start with they're still they're still they're still yeah. um, building disagree, wealth but... for their children they're still building you cannot no, they're building that. wealth but I don't know if they're working for the wealth at the end of the day, I think a lot of people are looking at influencers like they don't work. They do. They do work. It's, some it's, of them. It's a, it's 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 work. It's yeah. A, if I okay, yeah. so how if a, they have ten assistants, they're still doing some sort of work. No, but my thing is, if I have influence, right? Yeah. You guys can talk to me about this. If I have influence and I look good and I know how to dress and I'm a billionaire, my dad's a billionaire, right? Mm-hmm. And I hire you, I hire Teresa, I hire everybody to do all my content for me. I just show up. I'm not working. That's not a but, job. No, but that depends because who it depends who you're working for. For me, you're not going to be working for me because I'm not minding you. Exactly. But for some people, you are working, and I think that's what Teresa's trying to say. Like it's not so it's much. Not that, it's me. not so much that they have to be working hard. They have influence. But if they're adding value in some area, then they are working. Right. I don't. Yeah, I understand, but I don't consider like the Kardashians adding influence. I mean, adding value. I don't see anything that to they put up. To somebody they are. Yeah, but to some people they are, but is it actual truly value? But I mean, that's not to for some, me to yeah. decide. It's not here to determine. That's not yeah. the, for me to the decide. But, for me. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, but they're value. doing something. Okay. Yeah, there's value to what mm-hmm. they're adding, right? And that's mm-hmm. what the, that's what differentiates the influencer babes that are going to last in this season of influencing yes. and the ones that aren't, right? Because yeah. there's some that, like, when we go back to the real OG influencers, if you want to use Jackie Aina, for example, mm-hmm. at the end of the day are like Desi. They have, like, talents behind the influencing, right? There's an actual genuine talent yes, behind there it. Is. So then when the influencing is done, they will have something to survive off to of, right? On, yeah. So I think that's what it is. Like, we're not seeing, like, do, as you said, me and Kai could take influencing on the side with all the other things we want. Yeah. If I want, I can go on layer and then show my face day in the life. And yeah. influencing. <laughs> I could go and do that. If and they're content right? creators, right? just so like, you guys know. I could, I could do that, right? But that's mm-hmm. just something I choose to do at this moment in yeah. time, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's something that we need to take into consideration yeah. that our youthful days are meant to be sewing right like yeah. i'm not saying like work 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 and don't take a vacation but taking trips that are without with it with way above your means doing things that are way above i'm your seeing means. a lot of you guys in greece and y'all ain't got it <laughs> doing things way above your means and i'm not hating I'm, I'm not hating either i'm just saying that like remember that these days are for sewing 100 i know i don't yeah. i really it's really disheartens me when i see yeah um you're in your older age and you're suffering. Like oh, that that's really, the worst. That really actually makes me sad. No, and that's 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 the really like the biggest thing, and that's to show you guys that we're actually not here to. Well, Rebecca might be here to draw you out. <laughs> I, I'll draw you but out. I'll tell you the truth. Like genuinely, what I see, I feel so much sympathy when I yeah. look at some people, mm-hmm. and I just think about them in like five, ten years, yes. and I just see. And it's not because I don't think that they have anything in them, but I can see how some of the older adults are struggling now. Yes, and it's a cycle, right? Yes. Like some, there's it's bound to be some people that are yes. going to be in that similar yeah. situation, and nobody ever wants to see somebody struggling, like struggling that. to you know pay pay for the kid to go to school yes. you know struggling to put food sure. on the table like and it, that's what breaks my heart really and truly not just because people are out here enjoying spending Do their money think. recklessly but it's when you're doing that with no vision and no plan for mm-hmm. the future mm-hmm. and even and that's i don't know to me it just it just it is really it just it's really sad about this generation because yeah. like there is a lot of gifts and talents in people and i feel yeah. like that people just aren't sitting down enough with themselves but they're just always trying to keep up yeah. With the, the Joneses. Yeah, keep up with the trends. And, you know, on social media sometimes, sometimes step out of social media. Live, yes. breathe, breathe. Live your Sit down life. on the grass, breathe the fresh air, Come you on. know, see that this that this life is real. It's not about social media. It's and true. then you'll actually be able to recapture whatever vision you I have in life or capture a new one. Yeah. And it'll set you up for a better future. Because at the end of the day, God knows where 
Twitter, Instagram, and all those places are going to end up, but you're still going to end up with your life, right? So I just yeah. think about what kind of life I want to live yes. in five, Past ten that. years. I, I don't want to have to be on Instagram posting pictures to prove to people that I'm living and a happy life. I want to live a happy life. An yeah. actual yeah. happy life, but that takes us into, that takes us into, let's talk about two things and then we'll wrap it up for y'all because if not, I'm going to keep drawing you guys out. Um, <laughs> okay, I really want to talk about... Um, vision and and purpose and why that is like the core of our identity really because what people are suffering with and what all of us a lot of us do suffer with and people don't even know is the love of money right but the love of money comes from evil eye just seeing seeing all these images being like you're bombarded with images of luxury that you like Teresa said can't attain right now Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I got a lot of things early too and that's a problem but the funny thing is like God wants us to have these things. Exactly. These things, but the thing is, with this generation, is they're having it before the time that they're meant yeah. to have it. Yeah. And right? that's actually what lust is. Yeah. Like Which is love of money. Yeah. Wanting yeah. something before your, your time. time. Yeah. Come so. on. Because a lot of you women are out here awakening love before your time. But that's another podcast for another day. <laughs> the Lord is good. Um, so let's talk about vision. Let's talk about purpose. Because I know for me, and, and I always bring a different aspect. That's why I love potting with you guys. Because for me, when I was younger, I didn't have... Like I didn't have CCCG. I didn't have my spiritual parents. I didn't, I wasn't around people that had vision. I didn't know what vision was. I went to high school, uh-huh. went into university for a little bit. And then I was like, ah, whatever, I'll just work and live my life. Right. Cause I was yeah. running after chasing after money. But now in my older age where I know my, what my, my true vision is and the purpose and adding value. Cause we were even listening to this, um, the word on Sunday where it's really about times and seasons and adding value. Yeah. That's what success is. But a lot of people don't, you got to be in a G wagon. And we're not saying if you have a G wagon, that's not success. It is. If that's what it is for you, that's what it is for you. Yeah. But a lot of us have to learn our true vision, our true purpose and why we are here. So for me, I learned that maybe honestly, eight years ago, I mm-hmm. started to learn like what my actual vision and purpose was and what I brought to the table. And I think that really ties into my identity and that really showed me who I was. So I can do that stuff in my sleep. You can, yeah. You can wake me up in the middle of the sleep and I'll interview somebody. I'll yeah, have a great be, conversation. Your mouth will be with, yeah, my mouth will be running. Period. <laughs> okay. And it'll be running dollar signs. Hello, glory, <laughs> hallelujah. So let's talk about purpose and okay, we'll go on a journey with you, Kaya, first, and then we'll actually no Teresa. Like we can go down your purpose your purpose and your vision journey and how you kind of discovered that so other people can kind of listen to this and just like, okay, like how do I go down this path? How do I not run after money, girl? Yeah, so for for me, it didn't just always start like me always having this vision. Like, of yeah. course, like as a kid, I can look back at my um my little like, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> yeah. I, had, I actually had funny thing. I had three things on there. I want to be a pediatrician, a teacher, and I want to have my own bakery. Wow. So, but the thing is, the bakery one. When it was time to when it was time, high school was over, it was giving. We're not doing that. Yeah. Um, my mom was looking at me like, "You're going to university." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it had boiled down to the teacher and the pediatrician yeah. right? and then I got to university I said there's no way yeah. <laughs> we all wanted to go to med school then we there's no we med school <laughs> <laughs> I said this is not for me yeah. <laughs> and then it boiled down to being a teacher so for me it was just like a process of elimination and I, mm. I am passionate about that I always will be but that wasn't like the intended vision that God had me when he ordained for me to be on this earth right mm. and eventually of course like the thing is God can actually give you different um, talents and different abilities, yeah. but then there's a time and a season for every, for you to pursue every one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So of course the time and season will come where everything will come full circle and I'll be able to do multiple things. But at this very point in time, what he wants me to focus on is this business. Right. And it's funny because the reason why God wants me to focus on this business is because this is where my wealth will come from. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Maybe it won't come from the being the teacher. Yeah. So he wants to elevate me first to that point and then I can delegate do things. things. And then I can move on to other passion projects and other things, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So for the people out there that are multi-talented, um, I think it's very important that you sit down and find out what does God want me to do right now in Streamline this path, it. right? Yeah. God is not um, a uh, he's not a wicked God. He mm-hmm. wouldn't give you multiple talents for them to never go to use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's times and seasons for them to be put to use. Yes, yeah. And it. so it's very important that you establish which season is for what. And Come stop on. trying to do everything because mm-hmm. you were not meant to do everything right now. It's not cute anymore. No, jack of all it's trades, but it's not. It's not Jacqueline Hyde. Please okay. sit them down and figure out. <laughs> Why am I like this? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> Put them down and figure out what is it that he really wants you to do right now that. this season, right? So I think that was what put me on the journey of discovering my vision. And it didn't take, it took a very long time. And like I said, like before I even started there, I needed to have that. I was clear, 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 clear. Yes. Cause I had an idea of what I was going to, that it wasn't going to be easy, especially yeah. since I had to leave my job. So that is literally, if you don't have vision, the moment you start something, 
just yeah you could, you'll run and run and run for maybe a few months and then yeah. you'll be down yeah. you'll, be, you'll crash mm-hmm. no definitely yeah. that's what funny. was yours kaya when i when i was a kid i wanted to be a bus driver <laughs> okay so was it looks bus? it sounds about right no yeah yellow bus yellow driver oh, i it's thought you driving. were talking about city transit no, just talking about yellow bus. Don't you know me... you're a city girl sometimes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyways yeah no i wanted to be a bus driver i could not tell you why but that's but, crazy but being for real um when i started to i can't even remember when i actually started to figure out my probably from from like high school times mm-hmm. yeah like saying like teresa i thought i wanted to be a doctor and then going into university also because my family was always filling me up and saying oh you're smart you do good in school you know the best way to make money and set a good career for yourself yeah. is to go into um you know being a doctor a lawyer and at that time i was a pretty quiet introverted kid so they cut out lawyer because i wasn't going to argue with nobody, nobody. Right? <laughs> so they said doctor you know you're smart you do good in school so i was just going down that path because i yeah. didn't know any better right um and then going through that i just realized that i hate this like i love i love working with people mm-hmm. but i don't like seeing people in pain like physically like when yeah. i see people with like cuts or wounds it makes me feel like, yeah like i hurt that's, like, that's I, a lot. like i feel the pain physically mm-hmm. right so i just couldn't do that um so I took a break from school until like I realized what God was actually calling me to yeah. was to um, work with people, yeah. you know, in counseling and psychology. And now I can say that I know that that is really what God is calling me to one, because I have so much like passion mm-hmm. and I have so much energy for it. You know, after just finishing my bachelor's degree, like I I'm going right into my master's, which would Usually yeah. be me dragging my feet to go or back draining to, some school, to somebody right? else. Yeah. And even knowing like by God's grace, I, I plan to do my PhD mm. and all that stuff. Right. Mm. And so the I, grace is there. Yeah. The grace is there. Mm. That's how I know that God has called me to it because I have the grace for it. Yes. And then also, um, yeah, like I do have multi, like I do have many talents. There's many things that I can do, mm. but I've always known that I'm not going to do all of them at the same time. Mm. And yes. I've always known that there's some things like I, from an early age, I knew I never wanted to like, pursue singing as like my main career yeah. i just knew that that that's that wasn't it she has the mm-hmm. voice of an angel guys okay <laughs> <laughs> i just knew that that wasn't it i don't know there was just the discernment in me yeah um that god was calling me to something and just when i when i work with people when i speak with people mm-hmm. i genuinely feel like i'm adding value to their lives yeah. and i genuinely um feel like i'm doing something right yeah and not to say when i do the other things like when i speak or yeah. when i sing or um you know if i like I love interior design yeah. and stuff like that. When I do stuff doesn't mean I'm not adding value, but I just feel, um, if, if it's, 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 yeah, I mean, I feel more fulfilled and yeah. I've seen, seeing other people's lives turned around and, you know, just adding that value yeah. to people. It, yes. it gives me purpose. And so I know that when I'm working on my gifts to do that. So when I'm studying, when I'm reading books, yeah. when I'm, um, working on myself you know or even at work yeah develop yeah in my in my job Mm -hmm. right um i work with youth to like mentor them Mm -hmm. so when i do those stuff i know that i'm perfecting that gift that god has given me and so it gives me so now i'm not chasing money like i'm not worried about how i'm going to end up because i know that as i'm sowing and as i'm tilling my ground in this area that god is going to make the way eventually yeah and i know the wealth will come you know as i continue doing that and as i continue pursuing what god has called me to which is which is honestly the the literally the core of this pod because it's really simple it's three keys you just have to know the vision mm-hmm. and then you have to make sure that you're adding value everywhere you go yeah. this is not like something that is normal if you know me i know i have the gift of counseling like yeah. you know what i mean even though growing up because another thing too for the young babes and even the older babes that are out there literally whatever it is that god has called you to the devil will manipulate it and make you hate that yeah. gift that that's just what it is like these two girls are like organizers they're great at that they can organize us they have raw talents and skills but a lot of times like oh we don't want to do that people always saying we're too extra we're too this because and i used to like even though i was really quiet still when i was a kid i knew that one-on-one i did really well with people yeah you know i used to always think about myself interviewing like my favorite celebrities and i was always in their business because i'm like oh man i want to get the juice i want to you know what i mean but but the devil would bring people around around me to discourage your literally to discourage my talking gifts and sometimes it comes from your own family they don't know right shut up don't say this don't say this i was always Mm -hmm. very straightforward i still am i talk too much and i and i hated that so if you're like you have a gift really look into that like look into that one thing that you detest but you're great at you know what i mean i'm an awesome communicator so 
And also just to add to that, like there's some gifts where you're looking at it and you're like, well, I'm not going to be able to make money off of this. Yeah, you can. And just even look at you guys, like your gifts right now that you're using as potting, you're not making money. We don't make a cent. We don't make now. Well, I made a a couple cents, so glory to God. It all went back to you. Thank you, Jesus. As of now, though. As As of of now. now, Mm -hmm. I just want to say to someone, I think that if that's what's stopping you from pursuing your vision, like Mm -hmm. just do what you can do now and eventually like when you continue to so and so and so and add value that's add value that's the and key be diligent money be diligent money will find you money will find it you will and if you're running and you're a fake influencer i'm sorry if you're a fake influencer like the crypto all that stuff if you actually don't know nothing about that and god hasn't called you to that the money will fly away, away from you yeah. away from you and you guys have to have discerning spirits because it's smoking mirrors like Kaya said like a lot of people are scraping tooth and nail to yeah. live this fake lifestyle and a lot of people are giving up their souls i know it sounds corny but a lot if you know what half of some of these girls do half of some of these guys do to make the little money so they can come and press you that you don't know that thank you the poopy girls in Dubai yo dutty lifestyle you don't want that you want the lord to just bless you so I hope that this really blessed you yeah. um, we're in a really interesting potting space right now so we're probably gonna run um, but um, Teresa where can they find you um, you're gonna find me at layered by Rissa um, yeah I'll give you guys my business page Okay, so you can't give us your your personal app? I don't need personal people there. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Kaya, where can we find personal you? People. <laughs> you guys can find me at hearmeoutpod.cast on Instagram. You guys can find me on Spotify, Apple Music. I know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Ooh, maybe that's a prophecy. Come on, Apple Music. Uh, come on, Apple Music. <laughs> we want the coins. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys can find me anywhere you stream music, listen to podcasts, hear me out podcasts, or just search my name, Kaya Mara. Yeah, I'd love to connect with you guys. You know, yeah. follow, like, share, share with people. Leave a review. I actually really want to know what you guys think. Because you guys keep telling us. Yeah. Like, don't no one's come and tell reviews. me. Go and write it down. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> um, you can find me at speaking underscore arrangements. Um my personal is Queen B. For all the single men that are filled okay. with the Lord. Excuse me, let me shoot my shot. Um, and they don't have the spirit of love of money and just want to be friends. I'm not looking for a husband. I'm joking. Um, but yeah, please like stream, like share, let your friends know. Um, I th- is this the end of our... We might have a surprise for you guys. We're not even going to tell you guys. But um, you just... You, uh, yeah sorry sorry i told you it's my gift it's coming out um okay so just yeah thank you guys so much for listening and all the support and love and everything that you guys say to us but write it down yeah. in a review and Please. let us know if you have any questions or anything that you'd like for us to talk about or ever dilemmas. again yeah dilemmas because you know we like to dive in deep or whatever okay till next uh, time bye love y'all. you love y'all